Hi, this is Pastor Tom, and I want to welcome you to our start of a look at Hebrews chapter 12. Last week, I told you that as great as Hebrews chapter 11 is, I think this is my favorite chapter in the whole book of Hebrews, because it speaks to us so personally about how to live the kind of life that recognizes that God's presence is a part of our everyday life, that recognizes how you and I can live life out with a sense of growth and strength, even in the midst of the difficulties of life. After Hebrews 11, the faith chapter, talking about all these great people of faith that preceded us, Hebrews chapter 12 begins by saying this in verses 1 to 4. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. In your struggle against sin, you've not yet resisted to the point of shedding blood. Let me begin by telling you a story about endurance. It's from the Institute of Medical Biological Problems, which was a secret semi-military branch in the Soviet, former Soviet scientific community. They recruited a group of men they called Cosmonauts Number Zero. These were professional test subjects who, back in late 1967, a bunch of young athletes in perfect health were gathered. They'd all been through military training. They were called in official documents mechanics, but in reality, they were making their living by taking part in medical experiments that tested the limits of human endurance. The experiments pushed the subjects far beyond anything that the cosmonauts at that time were having to go through just to see how far people could go. Actual cosmonauts in training, they might spend three days in a flotation tank. One test subject spent 56 days in a flotation tank. One of the remarkable things about these test subjects is they were happy. Even in the midst of all they were going through, they felt a certain euphoria the kind that mountaineers experience when they get to great heights, when they've achieved a great victory at the cost of a great endurance. One of them said, we were as if beyond life. It was like a drug. They had experienced, they were experiencing what I would call the joy of endurance. Now, it didn't last because it was just a temporary thing based on a temporary circumstance. In today's verses, we're talking about the real thing, the joy of endurance that lasts forever. The joy for the one who endures in faith. The joy for the one who followed Jesus in his endurance. Now, in these verses, we're told that endurance comes from running well. These are really verses about how to run with endurance, how to run the kind of race that God wants us to run. And I want to pick out of these verses four things, two today and two tomorrow, that talk to us about how to run with endurance in our everyday lives. Number one, what do you do if you're going to run well, if you're going to run with endurance? Number one, you have to be pure. You have to be pure. If you're going to run with endurance, you have to ask yourself the question, what am I throwing away in order to run with purity? And in fact, in these verses, there are two specific things to be very aware of, things that hinder and sins that entangle. First, things that hinder. Things can hinder. That's what these verses tell us. There are things that can get in the way of your faith. They hinder us. They get in our way. They keep us from being and living all that we want to be and live. Now, in that day, athletes, like sometimes in our day, they would run with training weights. But when the race came, the weights would be set aside. And the writer of Hebrews is saying here that one of the reasons we find it so hard to endure is 
We haven't realized we're running the race now. You're not just in training, you're in the race. So you've got to set the weights aside. The race isn't later. The race isn't when we get to heaven. The race isn't when you've grown more as a Christian. The race is right now. So set aside the things that are getting in the way of you running the race that God has for you. That, that, that might be material things. That might be goals that you've had. That might be, well, there's a list of 100 things I could make. They're in the way of you living a life of faith. Things that hinder, but also watch out for sins that entangles. Sin entangles. It trips us up. It trips us up. When you look back at Olympic history and you look at some of the great falls in Olympic history, people who were tripped up, a Jim Ryan or a Mary Decker who were tripped up in the 1,500 meters, and you look at those videos and you see the pain the piercing pain in their eyes that they were tripped up in the midst of the greatest race that they'd ever run. That's what sin does. That's what sin does. And looking at the pain in their eyes should help us to recognize the pain that sin brings into our lives. It's a long race, and we're going to trip up sometimes. But what does that mean for us? That means that we need to reach up to Jesus, and we need to get up and keep running. And if you see someone else take a fall, you reach out a hand to help them up. You don't run on by thinking, maybe I can get a little ahead of them now and feel better about myself. No, you stop, you help them to get up, because we need each other to run this race. Running with endurance means I have to become an expert at letting go, not just of the sins that entangle me, but also of the more innocent-looking things that can get in the way, that can hinder me. I've got to be pure. The second thing I've got to be to run this race is I've got to be ambitious. The phrase, the race that God marked out for us, the race that God marked out for you, you have to be ambitious about that. Ambitious does not just mean selfish advancement. You can be ambitious about other things besides yourself. You can be ambitious about God's goals for your life. Webster's defines ambition as having a desire to achieve a particular goal. It's all about desire. You can finish a short sprint Without a lot of desire, you may not come in first, but you can finish it. But you're not going to finish a marathon without desire. And life is a marathon. When you and I talk about our career sometimes, we're ambitious. But we talk about our faith and we say, oh, we'll just let the Lord lead. Whatever he wants, it'll be fine. No ambition at all. But God wants us to be ambitious about the race that he's marked out for us. All of us should be ambitious about achieving God's plan for our lives, not selfish ambition. But selfless ambition, the kind of ambition that looks to what does Jesus want to do in my life? Those who have impacted the world the most have combined humility towards themselves with an ambition towards God's plan. Now, there's something you can be sure of. You have enough strength to run the race that God has planned for you. One of the questions is, are you running the race that God's planned for you? Are you running your race are you running another person's race? Or are you running God's race? Are you running your race selfishly just doing what you want? It might be good things, but you know it's not what God has for you. Or are you running another's race, trying to copy someone else, comparing with someone else, trying to run the way that they run because you think that's, that's going to get me maybe the popularity that I want? That's going to get me maybe the success that I want. You can only be successful running the race that God has for you, truly successful. Are you running God's race? God's race is the race that he's marked out for you. You got to run with ambition. And as you and I think about this, running with ambition, one of the things about Christian ambition is the motivation that's behind it. When you think about the driving force behind your life, what drives you to run the race that God's marked out for you each day? What's the motivator in your life? 
Is it compliance? Is it competition? Is it comparison? Or is it commitment? Is it compliance? Sometimes that's what motivates people, just fitting in, just doing what makes somebody else happy. If that's your motivator, you're never going to run the race that God has for you. Is it competition? You would not believe how many people in our world today that this is their driving force. You've got to beat the competition to win the game. But when you reach the top, you realize you don't even like the game that you're playing. Competition is not going to help you to run the race that God has for you. It's just going to get you focused on beating somebody else. Or is it comparison? Who's doing better? Who's doing worse? How do I match up? People who get caught up in comparison worry about appearances a lot, and it keeps you from running the race that God has set out for you. It draws you towards running the race that somebody else is running. It's not compliance or competition or comparison that's the driving force. It's commitment. Commitment is the motivator, the right motivator. It has to be commitment to the right thing, the right person. And when I'm committed to Jesus Christ to run the race that he has set out for me, that's where godly ambition comes from in my life. To run with endurance, it means that I realize God has a personal plan for my life and I commit my life to that plan. Two things we've talked about today. Running with endurance means I realize there's things in my life I've got to let go of. And I realize that there's a godly plan for my life that I've got to grab onto. When you put those two things together, you're running God's race. Let's talk to him together. Jesus, we want to run the race that you've set out for us. Not another person's race, not our selfish race. What do you have for us to do today? So help us to run with commitment today. Help me to run the race that you've set out for me today, I pray. And we pray this together in Jesus' name. Amen. Tomorrow we're going to look at two more ways that you and I can run with endurance. Endurance.